welcome everybody to Beyond the Stars episode four, I think. I think this is four. And today, it's just going to be me, Leah, hanging out with our graphics designer, and everyone knows her as Zem, Jen. Jen, say hi. Hi. Uh, and this is something that we've been talking about doing for months, so I'm glad that we finally are sitting down and recording it. Um, there was a slight disagreement between Arthur and I about who was going to get to uh, to record this with you, and I was like, come on, <laughs> who is it going to be more entertaining with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the problem is, if Arthur were to be interviewing me, I would be spending the entire time just trying to trip him up, because that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Oh, uh, but... We'll just get right into it because I'm going to try to keep this to like an hour and we have a tendency to uh, mm -hmm. go off topic. Mm -hmm. So we have told the story about how we met and how we got into D&D &D at least two or three other times. So we're not going to go there this time. Instead, I want to focus on D&D, &D, TTRPGs, role playing in general. And what was it about that first experience with D&D that really pulled you into <laughs> this world? Okay, so <laughs> whatever, I'm just gonna go with it. Um, so role playing in general is fun. Um, getting to not be yourself um, or the best version of yourself that you can imagine rather, I guess, um, is a blast. Um, being able to defeat your enemies, like also a really good time. Um, the first time I played, um, Arthur was the DM of a session with like an absurd amount of people. I knew half of them. Um, it was the first time I met Arthur, so I didn't know him. Um, but, <laughs> uh, when I joined them, I wasn't even sure I was going to play. I spent the first half of their session watching like a creep, um, and like listening and all that kind of stuff. And it sounded like a lot of fun. So I decided to jump in and during like the halftime <laughs> break where everyone went and got food um arthur spent that time with me building a character like super quickly and it was your very basic assassin rogue uh like sixth level character and i had come sort of prepared but not super prepared um <laughs> uh but i was able to i think we were battling hellhounds uh and i killed one in my first session uh like it was all me uh and i played a forest gnome who like used daggers to climb up the back of this hellhound and then stab the shit out of it in the neck right and that's how i killed it um and that was a rush and then i cut off its tail and made a whip out of it and like all of the above i was like yes more of that please forever and ever and so here we are <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I love that story so much because it <laughs> illustrates a couple things. Number one, who you are as a person, uh, very important. <laughs> but also the fact that we've never uh, played standard D&D &D and we've always been like, if it's cool and the dice will it, it happens. <laughs> right? Yep, yep. yep. <laughs> From the very beginning. Um, yeah, uh, that first character you made, though, Seven. Seven. Uh, mm -hmm. 
was so much fun. Wait, she had a a squirrel pet, right? Yep, Kronk. Well, Kronk. Yes. Uh-huh. Yep. Yes. Um, so she had a pet squirrel named Kronk. Uh, I don't, I think she found it in a tavern and it was drunk. I can't remember exactly. <laughs> um, but she was a pirate who had severe case of seasickness. So she was never um, on a ship, but she was so um, brutal that she was friends with all the pirates. Um, and then Captain Black Swallow, I think, is what we named that. <laughs> the captain of that ship. <laughs> um, something like that. And um <laughs> yeah, that came in handy in the um in the game at a number of times actually, but uh yeah, it was <laughs> Captain like, right. Flax Swallow. Wow. Yeah. That is yeah. so D D. <laughs> <laughs> He was a smuggler. Um, uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, but yeah, no, it was um, it was a fun time immediately, and then it kind of never never stopped being a fun time. I mean, there were moments, you know, there everyone gets <laughs> there were definitely moments. Yeah, and there were you know some personality clashes in there, but um, ultimately not bad enough to keep me from the game. <laughs> no, I. I started like a session later than you. And I think we both had that moment after we played the first time that was like, this is my whole personality now. This is who I am as a human being. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I have been searching for this rush my entire life. Who needs drugs? Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. When I can just be a hero or an anti-hero, really. Uh, Yeah. Yes, please. That's the same character that um, when we went into that, the lich tower and she yes. stole his uh his teacup tea mm-hmm. oh my god that was delicious that moment because i think did the whole party go or was it just you and i i um you and honestly, i yeah because I, like, I can't place the everybody else was there i don't remember this no <laughs> no it was just you and i it and was so much fun yeah i don't remember i I think you were talking to the lich at that point. Yes. Um, and while the back was turned, I st- I stole the teacup. Um, and then they didn't like they said I was. Arthur said I was successful with stealing the teacup, but like said nothing else about it. Um, and then it was a. I was just trying to see if I could do it. So when we left. I turned around and handed the teacup back to the lich. Like mm-hmm. I believe this I remember is yours. That. Yeah. Um, which, you know, antagonize the lich. That's real cool. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, but then we took a few steps and uh the lich gave it back. So that was like my my pride and joy, that teacup. And it kind of like endeared you to that lich. Uh uh-huh. Arthur was playing uh the lich as a very like morally gray, but not like when I say morally gray, like clearly this person was a lich and so they were not good, but their their choices almost leaned in a good way. They were trying to be helpful. Um, yeah. In the most, I mean, most, we could be totally wrong about this. There could have been an evil. We never finished that campaign. We didn't. He could have turned out to be evil at the end. It's hard to say, but I know your character and my character were sort of in love with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we were obsessed, one one might even say. Yeah, I, I was playing a bard in that game, and I would randomly just send sending messages 
to him. <laughs> People would be like, we need to figure out how to do this. I'd be like, hold on, let me call my friend. <laughs> right, yeah. The all-powerful lich. Let's see what he would do. The all-powerful <laughs> lich. <laughs> oh, man. That was a good time. I missed fun. that game. Um, but, okay, one fun, easy question before we dig into the meat here, then. You, Jen, uh, I have one option in mind for you when i say like what is your archetype what is your class slash subclass who would you be and i think i've thought something for a long time (laughs) but i think it's not what you would pick for yourself so i'm curious what would i choose for myself um I, this is a really good question and I'm actually not really sure. I, different things for different reasons, but I think ultimately a fighter, um, but not a very good one. (laughs) The funny thing is, is like, I have all the heart of a fighter, but not like the skill. So that's Hmm. the problem. So maybe a level one fighter. I don't know. (laughs) That's so funny. Cause okay. So real story. I always go between two things for you, right? A druid. And a barbarian. And now, I just sent it to you the other day, they made this tree barbarian person for yeah. 5.561 D&D, whatever they're calling it now. <laughs> uh, and I looked at it and I was like, this is Jen. This is yeah. who Jen is. I So, if I could choose, then yeah, like that, for sure, 100%. But like me right now, without any... Uh, you know, other consideration. The other thing that I was actually thinking is cleric. It has Mm -hmm. less to do with the whole, um, uh, like deity of any type at all. Um, (laughs) but more with like the devout, because like, I'm just a really loyal person to my people. That's true. That is true. That's a good one. And that one I would have picked. Yeah. Like, you know, even when I'm trying to be obnoxious to them, I'm still loyal to them. <laughs> I have never seen you be obnoxious. You're the nicest liar ever. <laughs> as, as I said it, I was like, we both are so mean to Arthur. We're so- pointed out so frequently. <laughs> Can't even lie about it. It's just because uh, we love him so much. Yeah, it's just really fun because he makes it really easy. He's like our little brother. Yeah, exactly. And we pick on him mercilessly. (laughs) (laughs) But like, you're not allowed. And if you do, I will find you and I'll punch you in the nose. It's true. Yeah. If anybody else gave him shit, we would just end them forever. (laughs) Gone. I don't know if we've talked about this on in any of our episodes we've done before. Um, But when I first met you, I was super like intimidated by you (laughs) that's hilarious i was i can see it because i have what is known as resting bitch face (laughs) (laughs) you do Um, you do i do and then on top of that i am a massive introvert so like my resting bitch face paired with my complete comfortability in in silence um would be intimidating because like i don't feel the need to feel silence 
that's which true. is an odd thing for a podcaster to say. That's true. <laughs> but, well, and and that's something that I found really. So we started playing together in like 2017, right around now. This is almost, you know, a year, mm -hmm. six years to the day that we've been playing together. Um, and very soon after we started playing together, we would just throw out the idea of like, we should podcast. We're entertaining. Mm -hmm. And you and Arthur specifically were always like, no. We are not interested in doing that because you're both very introverted. Also, yeah. this is a lot of work, but you're also very introverted and don't necessarily like to put yourself out there in this way. Yeah. Uh, so after six years, well, five years of wearing you down, what finally uh, changed your mind? My biggest concern with um, having a character on a podcast is the fact that I, I, I cannot do voices. Uh, the idea of doing a voice puts me into so much like an anxiety spiral because like, I'm sure that I could, but I have zero confidence about it and I would need to practice. And like, I just don't think about it. Yeah. Um, unlike Arthur, who's like a freaking magician, yeah. uh, I just, I don't know. So for me, it was like, well, what if my character dies? What if we have, you know, multiple characters or whatever? It's it's just, you're just listening. So you're never going to know the difference between my characters. Um, but uh, at a certain point, I was like, I don't care anymore. Like this, I just, I want to play. This sounds fun. This is going to be a, a really cool project. Let's see where it goes. Um, you know, and here we are a year and a half later. Um but uh yeah so the next character i play is going to sound exactly like zamira <laughs> <laughs> you'll just differentiate them by personality you know oh man yeah i put so much of myself in zamira though that like i don't know <laughs> you're gonna <laughs> have to play have to someone focus. who's just like saccharine sweet you know yeah like i'll focus on the nice aspects of my personality because i can be nice just yes you know, i can yeah. You're very nice. <laughs> uh, everything about the way that I've chosen to play Zamira is like myself. If I didn't, <laughs> if I didn't want to be nice, like if I had no like qualms about just being a bitch all the time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Listen, I well, and the thing is, is I like that about Zamira. I like that Zamira. Uh, she's very guarded for good reason. We've met most of the important people from her backstory and they've all been terrible except for Char and his parents. Um, yeah. So it makes sense that Zem is very guarded. Uh, but she also, like, she has her moments where she lets you see that she's a little bit of a marshmallow inside. Mm -hmm. um, and that's sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that that's... Uh... Like, you know, when you roast marshmallows and like you catch it on fire and the outside is so like dark and angsty. Yes. <laughs> yes. There's nothing like there's no even cooking for her marshmallow. It's 100% stuck straight over like into the into the bonfire. Uh, and but it's just it's just a shell. She's great and though. maybe we'll see more and more of that. I don't know. I. There, 
I don't know when I'm going to release this and where we'll be in the episode, mm-hmm. so I can't say anything for fear of spoilers. Mm-hmm. But I know <laughs> um, some stuff happens uh, in the episodes we just recorded that could totally make or break that for her. Uh, and you both have a big decision to make about where this story goes from here that is also going to seriously change her. So, um, I have a lot of thoughts, a lot of ideas. Um, I've told you a couple of them. Um, sometimes something will pop into my brain out of absolutely nowhere. And I will literally sit straight up from like whatever I'm doing, wherever I'm at. I'm like, ah, if I'm at work, I have to write it down. Like what the hell, you know, like just whatever idea it was. Um, it's been really interesting trying to play this game, like this game in particular, um, without like keeping in mind what I don't know and trying to play true to my character without those considerations is, is not easy. Um, so a, a lot of these decisions, like, um, like a certain thing that I might have grabbed recently. <laughs> Listen on that topic, like what? Okay. We're going to talk about this moment because this is already out and like, I just, I need to talk about it. But when Shar decided to jump out that window, right. And the hit squad was coming for Zamira. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I had to make a decision in that moment. Right. Because there was a bit of like, as a DM, I knew that three of, well, four, if you count Zem, of the most powerful casters on the continent are standing in that room right now. The chances of these monks being able to to overpower you all was very small, unless they already knew that you would all be there, but there's no way they would have known. There's no way. And so like, do I change the encounter and make it more difficult to make it more likely that I'm going to get Zamira? Or do I just sort of let it play out as it would in a fair scenario, which is what I chose to do. Um, but like, ugh, ugh, those, those, you just want, you want to play to the meta knowledge so bad sometimes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I think that that, that whole scene, the whole split scene really was so well done like if I do say so myself um (laughs) like but that's something that I thought that you did really well because even like I know the goal was to abduct one or the other and I know that the aim was for Zamira because it was Xander and he's always going to protect Char in his way Mm -hmm. um but it was the the I don't know about my fight Versus the gut-wrenching emotional side of Char's fight. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So good. <laughs> we had giant apes smashing people and throwing people out windows on one <laughs> yes. side. And on yeah. the other side, we have this, like, flirt fighting going on between Char and Xander that's just delicious. Mm-hmm. And hopping between the two moments was... It was great times. It was really it good. Was great times. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that is one of the things I love about having a two-player party. Like, sure, balance is difficult sometimes, and things like, oh, a crab almost killing you happens. Um, (laughs) But 
if you try to split people up into smaller groups, like you run out of time so quickly. Uh, and here with just the two of you, I can just indulge my own curiosities about what you would do in these moments, which makes for these really emotional, like heart wrenching scenes that we can just like get into. Um, Absolutely. Which is so much fun. It is. It tells such a great story too, because I think that combat in larger parties can become really cold. And anyone who's played in a larger party knows that you're just waiting for your turn to come around. Um, And a lot of the time that can be boring. I mean, let's face it. Um, You know, even if you're doing your best to be engaging, um, you know, if if you're waiting for five people ahead of you by the time they do all of the things that they need to do it's like oh and then you forget where people are and you know like who's grappled who's not grappled what kind of weird ass spells are going on that like i shouldn't hit them i should hit them harder you know that kind of thing yeah um but like with just two of us it's a lot more um, nuanced as far as what does it look like and, you know, what are you feeling behind this thing or whatever. Uh, I think that that's, that's a lot of fun to play. And yeah. I I don't want to say I had doubts, but I had no idea how it was going to go when we were talking about, like, a two-person party. I was like, weird. As if one of us dies, <laughs> what do we I do? I know. Yeah, I mean, for a while, we really wanted that third person. And we thought about it. And we kicked around different ideas of, like, who we should get or how we should get a third person. Did we want to bring in somebody we didn't know to shake it up? Did we want to bring in somebody we did know? Um, And finding somebody we did know with a schedule that would work was a whole Mm -hmm. other thing. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we finally said, like, screw it. Let's just run with two people. I, my only concern about it was that... So I am loud. This is obvious to anybody who can hear me speak. Uh, We also played in a lot of games with other people who were quite loud. Uh, You and Arthur are not loud people. And so I was incredibly curious how this was going to play out with just the two of you. Because you're not loud. Because for once, the two quiet people <laughs> were going to have to, to to be loud. You have to drive the story, right? Right. And it has been so much fun for me to watch this play out. Because I get to, because even though I've played with you both for so long, it's like watching you play a whole different game because you aren't being kind of like, shoved out of the scene so frequently by somebody who's a little louder than you yeah I think that I just um as a person I enjoy being in the moment and for me a lot of that is just shutting the fuck up (laughs) and like witnessing what's happening hearing what's happening that sort of thing like active listening um and I don't want to miss things and so I just will let other people finish Mm -hmm. but there are people that um are the exact opposite of me (laughs) in those in those cases and like it's fine um but then it does end up 
when I do have something to say, I might not necessarily know like when and how to jump in. And then I just get frustrated. And that's, you know, that's a me thing because that's, you know, not anyone else's responsibility to know when I have something that I want to say. Like I need to learn how to say things. I mean a Uh, little. It is other people's responsibility to make space for everybody to speak. So, you know. (laughs) Yes, a little column A, a little column B. A little column A, a little column B. Yeah, Um, yeah. But, yeah, so I I am so glad we ended up with this makeup because I love seeing what it has done for how the two of you play this game. Because also, Arthur is... Always the one. When we would be starting a campaign, he would be like, everybody else make your characters. I'll just fill in a hole somewhere. Right? Yep. Which is fine. Yep. Except I want to see what you would do if there were just, there's two people in this party. Mm -hmm. There's gonna be things missing. Now you just have to pick something that you want to play. You know what I mean? Right, right. uh, And it truly didn't matter because we were never going to be like, quote unquote, balanced. I mean, I think think we are good. Like, we have a really good makeup between the two of us. But that being said, you know, we like with just two in the party, it we were always going to rely on an NPC here and an NPC there because absolutely. we would just have to. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I feel the same way. I, I, he's always done that. Like, I mean, and it's not exactly like he said, it's not exactly been a, a hardship for him because he creates characters as a hobby. Yes. Um, I yes. mean, he's got like hundreds in his back pocket ready to go. <laughs> yeah. And every time they come out with like a, a modification or a new subclass or whatever, he's like, whoop. I'm going to make more. <laughs> He's a great party member to have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I, absolutely. I love him very much. Um, but I, because the two of you are not selfish players, I want to see you both be selfish sometimes because I want to see what you would do if you weren't worried about other people. You know what I mean? And yeah. that is, that's fun. Although if I were to drop Zem and Char into a stereotypical dungeon with like locked doors and traps, the two of you would just die <laughs> instantly. <laughs> you have no skills. <laughs> we have no skills. I, I think it's funny um, because I do, I have hobbled Zamira a little bit um, with the spells that I have. And I know that I'm able to change that up, except we've not, like spent money wisely <laughs> so I don't have like you know the material components and or time to actually get that completed but that's neither here nor there um <laughs> a lot of those spells were like it was stuff that she had at school that she mm-hmm. would use at school um and I do want to take the time and I think at a certain point we'll be able to um to change that up, to arm her a little bit better because most of what she's had, and don't get me wrong, it's worked beautifully. uh, It's just witch bolt over and over and over. It's Um, so many witch bolts. Yeah. It's sort of like, you know, uh, a certain other wizard um, and a certain spell that this (laughs) other wizard uses Uh uh on repeat. And it's just sort of like, are you for real? (laughs) (laughs) I 
really wish that I had been keeping track of some sort of kill count, though, because Zem would be winning and it wouldn't be close. It wouldn't. <laughs> Not even uh, at all. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if that was a conscious decision between us. Like, if Arthur made this call, I don't think we've talked about it. Um, I think that it makes perfect sense that, like, of the two of us, I'm the murderess. <laughs> <laughs> it does make a lot of sense. And back to that episode we've been referencing this whole time, though, when there was that one monk left that had been um, dominated by Ristos, uh, and Char just took her out in the hallway and murdered her uh, because she had heard too much. That was such a character moment and a character choice for Char. And I really hope that we get a chance to talk about that more at some point in time because I just feel like that took something from him to do that or he had lost something to be able to do that because that Char is not the same Char we started this game with. Well, I, no, 100% agree. Uh, I am of the opinion that he, it's like unlocking keys to the, like, the prison that he's put himself in an emotional and character prison. Yeah. Um, and every, you know, I mean, even just running out the window and running after Xander, I mean, that was a Zem move 100%. Yes. Uh, yes. So I, I, there's, there's like a line and I'm finding that line like for Zmira, but also um, the fact that Char is as well as like, from the other side really cool yeah and like a little peek behind the curtain and this will transition into the next thing i wanted to talk about see we're getting off on this tangent but it's so much fun to follow <laughs> when when you were doing um the journal art project that you were working mm -hmm. on for yeah. zem forever ago that was right. way back like almost when we started the podcast like a year ago was, right yeah. um there was one page that you had made that had a line on it that really stuck with me all this time. And I've been slowly weaving it into the story and it's coming to fruition now. And that line said something like the dark and the light come from the same place. I think that's yep. what it said. And so as we've been exploring this and as I've been kind of like pushing buttons, the idea for Zem is like, I am manifesting these dark powers, but I am good. And there are there is good in me, even though this thing is evil or bad or the other side of the coin, whatever words yes. <laughs> with with Char, it is now the opposite. He's manifesting these radiant, bright powers. And then he has people like Adria and Nox saying to him, like, you think that you're you have this good, this bright, shining power, but these two things come from the same place and there's darkness in you as well. And here are the places where that is true. And then his character doing this thing, this evil action, right? While Zem mm -hmm. is out here trying to do these good things and seeing that like dichotomy playing out between these two characters. Ugh. It's, ugh. yeah, I, it feels very faded to me where, you know, we, make all these choices and these decisions and um i do no prep <laughs> um i think that it just be who like 
it behooves them for me to not do that. I don't want to be prepared um, because she does her best work, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, in the moment. I mean, the calls that she makes, uh, gut decisions, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. I just really, I love all of it. Um, because it, it almost feels like it doesn't matter what you say or do. Um, certain things are just going to happen. Um, and at the same time, you still have a choice. Like you, the only thing you can control is yourself. Yes. Uh, and that is very frustrating and also rewarding and everything in between. Absolutely. And that's why whenever people ask me if we ever script moments or talk about things beforehand, <laughs> I'm like, I realize that things are playing out in a way that it might seem like that because these like moments manifest themselves. But you're giving us way too much credit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I assure you that none of us are doing that amount of scripting. As a matter of fact, as we've gone on, I have found it harder and harder to prep for our recording sessions because I don't know what the hell you're going to do. And every three or four episodes, we're having these huge moments that change, like where you're going and what's happening. And so, so by the time we record the third episode, we are scheduled to do in a day. I, I'm like, I need a moment. <laughs> I need a moment to process where we are because you were supposed to go A and you're going like G. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why we usually do what we do. I mean, we'll record um maybe some patreon content or whatever and then we'll do two episodes we usually break yes eat food um just kind of have some downtime and then roll into the the next episode um because we <laughs> we need that time to like to think let our brains catch up to everything that we just did um and sometimes it's like you know character building or on the more chill side and sometimes it's complete world affecting and it just depends the amount of decisions that have been made in the last six episodes that we've recorded that fundamentally change anything is huge it's huge yeah yeah the past um like this past weekend's recording um I don't know. It's going to stick with me for a long time. It was the most stressed out, the most um, rewarding, the most intriguing, um, inspiration, like, stirring. I don't know. It, it was crazy this weekend. Um, and I'm, <laughs> like, I'm so nervous to talk about it because, like, I don't want to spoil anything. But I am so excited for these episodes to get out there. I am also so excited. I feel like, I mean, we have, we've been building up to this for a year and a half. And so, I mean, I don't want to say that this is background information because it's not at all. Like this is a third of our story that we're telling in this season of Slay the Stars, right? But it feels very much like we've set the scene, right? Mm -hmm. We took 63 episodes because... um spoilers that's how many episodes are in the first arc of slay the stars mm -hmm. uh 63 episodes and now it's like game set right 
all the players are most of the players are in motion we know mostly what they want right and now we have our two players our Shar and zem and they know as much as they're going to know and now they have to make a move they can't run anymore they have to make a move and it's going to change everything yep yep and i i know where i want to go uh <laughs> but I'm so scared. <laughs> <laughs> I I know where I want you to go. <laughs> uh, it's uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, so talking about the book was well, supposed to lead into the next thing I want to talk about, <laughs> which was uh, whenever we were deciding when we decided to make Slay the Stars and we decided to do this podcast, one of the things that we were talking about was like what sort of roles we were going to have. And because Arthur and I have no talent when it comes to actual physical art, I don't know what else to call it because it's not physical, it's all digital now. But like, <laughs> anyway, art, drawing, painting, th that sort of art, uh, mm -hmm. obviously, we were like you because you love art. Is that something that has always been a thing for you? Um, I have always loved art. Um, one of the, I have this picture. Well, my mom has this picture of me. Um, it was shortly after my twin brothers were born. So I'm probably four in this picture. Um, I have pigtails, like either side of my head. Um, <laughs> I, and this will speak to not only like the, art piece but also my um neurotic side <laughs> i have like a box like a big box like what is that like 96 crayons or something like crayola crayons yes uh they're all out in front of me but they're not everywhere they're literally lined up in a row by color in front of me <laughs> uh very neatly and i would use a color and whatever i was doing and when I was done, I would put it at the end and roll them all down, and then I would use the next color. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Um, but uh, the reason why I mentioned the fact that it was shortly after my brothers were born, it's because my parents were taking so many pictures. And the smile on my face is so forced, like that grimace like <laughs> smile, like, take the picture. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah like all always i've i've always loved color i've always loved mixing color and blending color and stuff like that um but there was a very big portion of my life where i just thought i was bad at it so i never pursued it i didn't practice it like i didn't do any of that and like it's a skill like anything else you have you have to keep going or it you know doesn't um what's the word i'm looking for i'm suddenly out of words like it doesn't it grow doesn't or develop. increase it doesn't develop that's a good word yeah right <clears throat> so um i was <laughs> a significant other of mine a very excellent artist um and so I just always was like, oh, that's your thing, you know, whatever. Um, and then when we were no longer together, he had left some of his art stuff here. And I just bored one day, got into it, and I started uh, watercolor again. And I picked it up out of nowhere. Um, and at first it was just, you know, 
blending colors on paper. I mean, literally just no shapes, just blending color. And it was fun and whatever. And then I just, I just kept going from there and I discovered that like, I really liked it. And then I got good at it. And then I started back with like acrylic paints and then I, you know, did sketching and then I picked up like digital, uh, I think sketch box sketch. I don't, I don't remember the app that I was using, but <clears throat> it was, um, I don't think it exists anymore, but at the time just practicing and playing in there. And, you know, I don't think that I'm excellent at any of it, but it doesn't matter. I have fun and I usually like the turnout. So, you know, it is what it is. I'm, I'm no Cam Gonzalez cause Holy crap. Oh can my that God. girl draw? But, okay. um, Cam is, Cam is, frustratingly good good. I don't know how she picks it out of your brain and then puts it on like it's incredible she sends us stuff and she'll be like this is a rough draft and I'll be like I this is the rough draft (laughs) this is the rough draft I don't how can this I still need to render what yeah (laughs) but let me back up you are a fantastic artist as well uh let me just say that okay There are two things that you do that I think you are amazing at and I love very much. One of them is your watercolor stuff. Your watercolor stuff is so pretty. And the second is your what microphotography, like little bees and little flowers and stuff. You're so glad at that stuff. And I mean, like, I like everything you do, but those two things really stand out to me as my favorites. (laughs) I do really love macro photography. Uh, It's been a minute since I've done it. Um, I just haven't really been... Um, I just don't think about it. I think I'm just so preoccupied with all the stuff for the podcast. Um, but yeah, I do really love macro photography. I've always loved that. Um, my grandfather, my dad's dad was a photographer. Um, and a couple people in my family actually are, I have, I think two cousins who are really into it. Um, and then my brother, Ken, he's, He's an amazing photographer. He does such great job, um, such a great job. Um, he does a lot of different types of photography. Um, but yeah, his 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 uh, website's out there. Um, but I don't do good with people, <laughs> um, which is why I'm way more into the macro photography because it's the uh, it's not people. It's like flowers, and you know, I, I guess it's some stuff that people might consider creepy, but, you know, just taking pictures of bugs and bees and butterflies and all that kind of stuff. Um, well, I mean, I've seen some of the pictures you've taken of people as well, and they're not bad. So I also challenge you on that. But yeah, I mean, most of the pictures I've seen you take are flowers and like bumblebees and cute things yeah. like that. And I love it. I just, I really love bees. They don't bother me. I don't know. I know they're a so lot of cute. people have a fear of bees, but like, I don't know. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So uh, we have been um, sort of thinking about ways that we could work your art into our Patreon content more lately. And you came up with a particularly interesting concept that has now uh, released its first episode as of the first of this month. I believe it was the first. Anyway. Curious Creations. Uh, mm-hmm. Talk about that, where the idea came from, and, you know, are you enjoying it? Are you having fun? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so this actually um, 
the idea for this was actually Arthur. He made just an offhanded comment and he had no idea what he spawned when he said it. <laughs> um, I think he called it creepy craft time with Jen. Yes. Um, and he was joking, but I was like, oh my God, like my eyes got huge. I was like, yep, absolutely. 100% yes. Um, I am a collector of crafts. I love creating things, working with my hands, doing artistic stuff, whatever. I love all of that. Um, so I immediately went full focus mode, um, and I bought backdrop stuff and like, you know, a whole setup. Uh, but like, to be honest, I didn't have to buy all that much because a lot of the creepy crap I already had. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Um, but that being said, you know, I, I have a whole list of, um, different crafts to make that are creepy. Um, one thing I will say is I, I immediately nixed the idea of creepy crafts because I didn't know what kind of activities I was going to be getting into. And I didn't want to offend anyone with that. And that's why I went with curious creations. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, um, you know, there's a lot of ideas, a lot of things that I, I'm immediately attracted to and I find very interesting and I want to do and explore and all that kind of stuff. But then, um, like before I go forward with it, I just do some research because I'm also afraid that, um, you know, something that might just be considered creepy or whatever might actually be a part of somebody's culture. It's true. (laughs) Um, and I don't want to, um, I don't want to offend, not just because I don't want to be offensive, but also because, you know, if it's, significant to someone's culture, then it's not, it's like not for us. Um, or rather at least not for me. So I, I've been looking into a lot of different things, um, for that, but I've got a really good list. I have two more, um, episodes basically filmed. They just need put together. Um, and then several more in the works. So we shall see, uh, if anyone has any suggestions, I am open to them. And then I will research them and make sure it's appropriate for me to do said thing. Um, but yeah, I am. It's so much fun. Um, and then I just want to keep making the pieces, the things. So yeah, the so the first one was insect taxidermy, which mm-hmm. was super fun, super cute. Uh, that one is on Patreon now. Uh, you can get it at our $5 tier. You can watch it. Uh, at the $25 tier, you could potentially own it. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, check that out. Patreon.com slash Slay the Stars. Uh, will you give us a sneak preview of the next episode? What is the title? Do you know? Do you know what you're going to call um, it yet? I don't know what I'm going to call it yet, but it's a, um, I believe the next one we're going to release is the, um, like a plant cutting holder, like a propagation holder. Um, so it's very natural looking and, and actually functional. So you could take a plant cutting and put it in there to grow the roots to be able to plant it. So it's not just silly. Uh, craft it is actually pretty functional and i think they're cute i think they're adorable so i'm excited to see it um 
Yeah. And I, I'm really excited to have this on our Patreon because I've, we've kicked around different ideas in the past of what we could do, um, as like Patreon exclusive content as a way Mm -hmm. to say thank you to the people who have been supporting us all this time and ideas of like second shows or extra episodes, bonus things always come up. Um, but like, this is something that is like, it feels very special because it is something that only we are providing. Only you are providing this thing, right? It's not us right. playing more D&D, right? It's it's this really cool new concept that, you know, you can only get here. It's fun. Right. And I'm also going to put out there that the character who is actually creating these curious creations is a character we haven't met yet in our in our story but they still exist within our world um and that is guide vanaday yes um and i don't know how much we want to release about that at this point in time i will say that there is a project that was completed a while ago that i've been having a hard time getting out because of um technical difficulties that occurred during the recording (laughs) but once that is released uh jen you and i are going to sit down because that character guide vanity is going to um come into that side story in a big way and uh that is all i will say on the topic of that right now but uh stay tuned (laughs) it's exciting Mm -hmm. it's gonna be fun it's gonna be interesting um absolutely as a fun way to sort of like pull this all together um i just want to talk about like when we were just playing ttrpgs and then having a podcast and now doing all this patreon content um how has this this more like it feels weird to call it professional but this like professional ttrpg experience how has it changed you as like a TTRPG player? Um, I think that it has made me a better player because I have a lot more confidence in it now than I did before. Um, I actually think that it has less to do with the podcast itself and more just to do with like a smaller trusted group of individuals. Um, because I struggle a lot with confidence um, in things that I don't know. And so one thing, I'm kind of going to back this up a little bit, but um, you were speaking earlier about how when you first met me, you were like a little intimidated by me, but you and Arthur intimidate the shit out of me all the time (laughs) to this day. And the reason is that you're so freaking smart. Like you're one of the most brilliant people I've ever met and you pick up everything and it seems so easy like I don't know if it actually is but to me it seems like you pick things up very naturally and Arthur is like that guy that's gonna read um guidebooks for fun (laughs) yes like instruction manuals (laughs) yes (laughs) he proved that at Gen Con when he bought like a thousand manuals he's just gonna read (laughs) (laughs) he really did um so I just, I don't know. I feel like the two of you always know everything. Like you have your shit together all the time um, or know exactly where to go if you don't know like a thing um, or if I'm 
things up and you're like "Mm." it's i for me personally yes i pick up on things thank you that was very sweet to say but uh i think a lot of it is also uh false confidence (laughs) i am that person who like i will just walk into the room and pretend like i know what i'm doing until i actually figure it out (laughs) that's me (laughs) well that's funny but that's i think that that's um you know i i've sort of i i've always sorry uh i don't know why i'm stuttering so hard around this right now but it was always a big source of um like it would hit my confidence in a negative way but after like this and us playing i care way less i care way less about that it's more that like okay you're gonna have my back and i think it's because i trust you both so much and i know that like you're not gonna look at me and be like what is the matter with you like why don't you know this already or whatever it's just known that i'm gonna be like well can i do this like what about (laughs) this thing and i'm just gonna come in with the ideas and be one of the idea men in this team um and we all we all do but like i'm just gonna wild out and then let you guys catch me (laughs) but but and that's that is why you and arthur work so well together in tandem because you are the big idea person like we're gonna do this and then it's up to him to be like how do we do it (laughs) Right. And it plays out so well with these characters as well. Uh Um, And I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But I think that that's what this has done. Like, and not just um, like, yes, on the D&D side, everything that I just said, but also as far as actually putting my art in the world for people to review, like complete strangers. I don't even like there's still times where I look at it and I'm like this blows my mind this absolutely blows my mind and so I joke now all the time like <laughs> someone's gonna have to check my ego <laughs> yes. doing bad things for my ego <laughs> I know every time and I will say like a hundred percent of the comments that we ever get people talk to us everybody's super nice right we have been so fortunate the internet has been very kind to us for the most part. Um, and I have also had the same feelings. I've said the same thing. Like, somebody needs to take Twitter away from me because people are too nice to me and I'm getting too confident. Like, <laughs> like somebody stop I me. Know. <laughs> I know. I know. I feel the same way. Although I will say that um, I think that all of Arthur's talents are so immediately obvious Mm -hmm. um and then you're the voice of our little like project so there are times where i sit back here and i'm like um hello i'm here too (laughs) (laughs) okay you heard it here everybody jen needs some love everybody send jen many loving messages well, it's just that, like, I'm not, I'm just not out there, you know, like, I'm, I'm not, like, he's the voice, you're the face, you're the voice, he's the face, I don't know, one of those things. Um, and then I, I don't know, it's just uh, funny to me, because, like I said, being a, a, a lifelong member of the um, introvert club, <laughs> uh, this is not a feeling I am used to. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think, well, I think the thing with Arthur is that a lot of the people that we talk to regarding the podcast or other podcasters, other people in the TTRPG community, the first thing they notice is how good our audio quality is, which is 98% him. Yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is just him out here uh, turning 
the trash into treasures. <laughs> That's what he, he does. He is a wizard. He is a wizard. Um, and so, yeah, he gets so much love and all the love in the world he deserves because he's tried to teach me on multiple occasions to do half of the stuff that he does and i i can't grasp a quarter of it so oh i've said this to both of you on numerous occasions i have absolutely no desire none (laughs) whatsoever uh i do not want to sit and listen to all the like pen clicks and weird sharp s's that i know that i do and like the (laughs) popping and the clicking and like all i can't mm -mm. yeah i (laughs) I I usually go through and do the first listen and like the dirty cuts just to get most of the bad stuff out. And then he goes through and cleans it up and fine tooth combs it. Uh, and mm-hmm. I will say that it's gotten better. In the beginning, it was painful, especially when we couldn't figure out the noise on the mics, which was the uh, phones yeah. being too close. By the time I would finish an episode, I would be like literal, almost angry crying. Like... <laughs> I need to stop this. So I get it. I get why you were like, I don't want any audio editing because same. Who wants to do it? <laughs> uh, um, but in the process of doing this podcast, was there anything about creating it that really surprised you? Something that you really enjoyed that you didn't think you would? Or <laughs> or something, alternatively, something you thought you would really like that you don't? <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely. I immediately immediately loved my voice like (laughs) i mean do you remember that day like that first day when arthur was doing the playbacks and i was like is that my voice (laughs) yes (laughs) yes um most people hear their voice and they're like "Mm, get the hell out of here like i don't want to hear that i hate my voice whatever and i was like good lord i would marry my voice like Um, you know, uh, and it's not that like, I feel like I have the best voice in the world. It's just that I was surprised what it sounded, sounded like on professional quality, uh, recording. I was like, holy crap. All right. Okay, cool. (laughs) Yeah. The the, having the right mic is so important. Yeah. I still can't sing for shit, but you know, my, my average speaking voice is just fine. (laughs) You have a lovely voice. (laughs) <laughs> I've been li- I've listened to it for probably close to a hundred hours and I'm not sick of it yet. At least. At least a hundred, probably more than a hundred hours. It's so yeah. many hours. Yeah. Um and what is the coolest thing that has happened while working on Slay the Stars? And you can take that in any way you want to. I don't know if this is actually the coolest thing, but it's the first thing that popped right into my head. So that's what I'm going to answer. Um, the And I think we've probably talked about this before, so I'm not going to go super into it. But the um, the episode with the two episodes with the tree man. Yeah. Uh, and just the fact that that's like a a family story, a family thing, and getting to breathe some life into it and like a a bigger scale that was pretty cool um my my dad and my brothers my uncles they go camping every year um and this year I guess they were like talking about it my uncle who would tell the story was there and I guess like I don't know it was impactful and so when I joined them because my brother had my my mom and I join at like the end of their camp trip because you know guys are guys are guys (laughs) guys are guys yeah Um, but we came up at the end 
Um, and they were just telling me how, like, they just kept talking about it, like how cool it was. And I was like, mm. <laughs> it was just really sweet. So that was really cool. Um, like there's so many cool moments just, you know, I think when we put our website out there, like we had a whole photo shoot, like all of those things, there was a lot of it that happened all kind of in the same time frame that was, I don't want to say overwhelming, but sort of like, it was just, I just remember that we all kept going, holy crap, like what is happening? Like, is this real? I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, especially right at the beginning when we were like getting things done and be like, okay, the website's done. Okay. The pictures are on there. Okay. We've recorded the first three episodes. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like just pow, 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 like plowing through all these things. Um, yeah. It's, it's crazy so, to look back on it and how much work it was. Yeah. Another really cool thing um, was the first time we had hit downloads in all 50 states. That was cool. Vermont. Freaking Vermont. <laughs> it took so long. I know. It took so it long. Um, but yeah, like that was so much fun. Uh, I should show you the, the country map now. It's wild. It's wild. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like seeing, getting downloads from like other countries and then seeing like, you know, you get like one download in a country and the next day you have two or three downloads in that country. And it's like, okay, that person liked it enough that they're listening to the next couple episodes. And like, <sighs> we have one, yeah. one person who's listening in Lithuania. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My heart. Um, right. You know, that sort of stuff is really fun. Really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Every time it was either a new country or, or whatever it was. I, I actually was the first one in Canada or Mexico. I don't remember, but the first, the first country, like outside of our country. I want to say had, it was Canada. Yeah. Um, I, I remember you telling us and I was like, shut up. Like there's <laughs> ain't no way. I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, and that's what I remember whenever, like, when we were first getting hits, like, outside of Pennsylvania, and then outside of the US, and then getting, like, other continents all over the place, and then, mm -hmm. <sighs> yep, it's nuts. It is nuts. It's, it has been such a wild and rewarding journey. And I mean, I still have moments where I'm like, this, I, this feels false. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. And that's why like going to Gen Con was so much fun. Because I mean, I know, like, we got to run into so many people who we've only met mm -hmm. online through podcasting. Um, and so many other people have their own dope podcasts that, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's, it's just wild to be like in a community of people who are so passionate about this stuff who we can just nerd out with. Yeah. Yeah. If nothing else comes from podcasting except for that, it's worth it, right? I don't think I'm ever going to feel like a professional, though, because I know when we would run into those people, it would just be like, oh, my gosh, wow. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Rather than like, oh, hey, buddy, who also does the same thing as yeah. I do. <laughs> like, um, But, yeah, also, I, I still feel a little, like, <laughs> slightly guilty because – I think the day that you guys met everyone was the day that I got completely overwhelmed and you I did. freaked out. And I was like, I need to hide in this hotel room. 
I know. I know. It made me so sad because, yeah, we had like the little podcaster meetup out at all the food trucks. We were hanging out uh, and Arthur and I were out here being social butterflies and poor Jen know, was just so stressed, proud stressed. Yeah, I don't know what it like. We, so we went back just for the break and then it was like time to go back out. And I was just like, I, I can't. I cannot do this. <laughs> Listen, like you said, strong introvert. <laughs> like everybody. Yeah. yeah. It, the, sh- the thing that kind of shocked me was like a lot of podcasters tend to lean introverted. So like people people were asking like, oh, where's Jen? And we'd be like, oh, you know, like Jen Con's been kind of a lot. There's a lot of people here. She just needed a break. And they're like, I get it. Me too. Yeah. Right? Like so many people understand that because they're the same way. I think that's why right. they're podcasters and not streamers. It it makes sense. <laughs> it does make sense. But what I find funny, when we were walking around Gen Con, um, so before we got there, I remember because I, I said it to you so many times, like you'd say like, oh, I'm so excited. I'm like, I can't. I'm not excited. <laughs> I'm nervous as hell. Because I just kept picturing freaking Washington County, Pennsylvania, (laughs) and all of the like country fair crap that I've been to out there where people just run right into you. And so like that personal space bubble that I love and protect with everything I have, they have no concept of that. So people just run into you and... the last year that I went, I had gone with my dad and he literally like, he's like, Hey, we're going to go over here. And he like pulled me into an area where there weren't a lot of people. Cause he was like, I could see by the look on your face. You were going to get in a fight. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> um, anyway. So that's what I just, I just kept picturing Gen Con to be, cause there were so many people. And then I got there and yeah, there were so many people. So many. But they're all my people mm-hmm. who all feel the same way that I do. And so while there were a lot of people, and of course you're going to bump, everyone cared about that kind of space. Everyone was polite. Yes. And like, I have never seen a crowd like that, let alone a crowd that size, behave that way. Like, yeah. I heard that there was some pushing and shoving and stuff, but like, not anywhere I ever was. We didn't experience it. Yeah, no, everybody was so cool. It really had this atmosphere of like a community, right? Like people yeah. were respectful because we're all in the same community, right? Um, and that was my experience. I'm sorry for anybody who had a negative experience yeah. with pushing and shoving, but I, I, it was way better than I expected. Right. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, for sure, it was a, a lot of a lot of people being respectful, which was very much appreciated, or I would have probably not gone back after that first day. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I still feel like I missed out. I would have liked to have met the other people, but I, I could not that day. <laughs> Maybe um, next year we'll go to a smaller con. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of went to the biggest we one went immediately. To the, yeah, we, we kind of ran before we walked, uh, and yeah, it was great. What we do. Yeah, it is what we do. <laughs> Uh, um all right so we are at the end of our time so final question any cool new ideas you have for projects anything that you're excited about that's coming up any last thoughts that you want to put out there before we end it um well outside of the curious creations i don't really have any new projects just continuous items to add to that project if that makes sense yeah um and to be really honest, I'm a little afraid already. I'm again running before I'm walking. Um, <laughs> that I'm gonna run out of ideas before I run out of the desire to do it. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so again, if anyone has any ideas, (laughs) feel free to shoot us a message. (laughs) Um, outside of that, I do have some, uh, like personal art projects that I'm working on, um, mostly with watercolor, um, but also, uh, some painting of, um, I found some, um, like wood slices yeah. That I, I want to point uh, – okay, I'll just tell you. I'm po- I'm painting poisonous flowers on them. Yes. Because um, <laughs> I really love the idea of a poison garden. I love for that. For no reason for whatsoever. No, no reason whatsoever. No, I love that. The, you did um, – was it just a, like sketching or was it – you did like a long thing with like different poisonous flowers on it. Mm-hmm. I remember I, that thing was so cool and so pretty. I loved it. Yeah. I did a, a watercolor um, of those, of the poisonous flowers, but I want to put these on like wood slices, almost like samples yeah. or something. Um, I don't know. I've also been really in the mood to pick up polymer clay, but I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to finish the project yeah. that I have before I add more um but I always fail every time I try to do that so we'll see maybe I get into polymer clay soon (laughs) Jen's apartment is like a craft store (laughs) also I really it is it actually really is I also really want to get into wood burning so like that's also an option (laughs) okay I feel like anytime that I am like I want to try this craft I should just go to you first and be like so Jen do you have the materials to do xyz and you're like I do have that indeed yeah most likely it'll be like I'm just missing this one thing if you want to pick it up and come over and then you can decide whether or not you like it yeah yeah oh man well I think that um if you do complete these extra crafts these like side projects and you would like you should share pictures of it on our patreon because that would be fun for people to see your side crafts no pressure you don't have to but no i just always assume that no like that i said that wrong it's not that i assume people don't want to see it i just never think that people are going to want to see it yeah um but i mean sure i think i can love to see it um and i know i like to see it that's how i know other people want to see it (laughs) (laughs) well all right i'll take more pictures okay well this was so much fun i'm glad we finally sat down to do this i think um like yearly the three of us should sit down and do one of these things where we just bs for an hour um because i always get lots of fun titillating ideas this was so much fun and we'll see you all for the next episode of slay the stars bye bye Intro music by Isaac Viers. Character designs by Cam Gonzalez. Produced by Leah Hemrick. Graphics designer Jen Kearney. And audio engineer Arthur Polino.